The Latter-day Lives podcast is not owned or operated by The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Any opinions expressed or implied in this recording are solely those of the host and guests and not of any specific organization, unless otherwise stated. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Latter-day Lives podcast. This is episode number 52, and yes, we have made it to one year, 52 weeks, every single Monday, we have put out a new episode, and I cannot believe it has already been a year. Thank you so much for all of your support. We appreciate it, and we've got some exciting things coming up. Great, great episode. My guest on the episode this week, they actually put out something every day. It's hard to celebrate putting out something every week, but High Five Live, if you're not following them, you must go to Facebook and check out High Five Live every single day, every day. They put out uh, kind of a mini fireside, a little devotional, where they have somebody come on and share about their faith or share an interesting story or something motivating, inspiring, and uplifting. Just five or ten minutes. And Corey Andrews from High Five Live is joining us here on the show. He's going to tell us all about his life and all about High Five Live. He is just an amazing guy, and you will love him. And this week in my Latter-day Life, I'm going to tell you a little bit about uh, how the show got started, as well as what that has to do with a Beatles song. So that's all coming up. Now, originally, we were going to do some question and answers, but we're actually going to save those questions. Thank you to all of you who submitted. We've got a Facebook Live event coming up soon, so stay tuned to hear about that. Um, In the future, make sure you follow us on Facebook. Facebook and Instagram is where we do a lot of these updates. But before we get into the interview this week, I want to share a message I got from one of our listeners. This is a listener out of uh, Scotland who, his name is Christian, and Christian sent me a message that said, hey, love the podcast, just wanted to thank you for being one of the reasons I've decided to convert to the LDS faith. Christian, I was completely blown away by this message and so grateful that uh, our guests who share their lives each week have uh, helped inspire with your life and that uh, you've made this decision to to join the faith. How awesome. I replied back to Christian, told him we'd love to hear his story, and he said, totally, it's a long one, but worth it. So hopefully we'll catch up with Christian at some point, but Christian, so glad, and thank you again for reaching out to us. I also wanted to remind all of our listeners that the deal from Darren Smith for his amazing book, Daily Mormon, is still there. If you go to dailymormonbook.com and uh, you can enter the promo code Latterday Lives, all one word, Latterday Lives, just enter it right into the promo code bar and you will save 20% off the book. What a great study guide. And at least if you're not going to get the book, at least sign up for the daily email. It is fantastic. What a great study guide and a great way to study. Just awesome. So that's dailymormonbook.com and uh, enter Latter-day Lives. And if you haven't heard our interview with Darren, be sure to check it out. Okay, on to our interview this week. And again, thank you so much. How exciting to have the one-year anniversary of the show. And during the interview, Corey and I are actually going to announce something that we are doing together with High Five Live. Hopefully you're listening to this on the 16th, which is uh, Monday, the day it comes out, because we're doing something tonight with High Five Live. We're going to announce that, as well as a really exciting live event that they have. There's so much going on right now. It is so exciting. But for now, what do you need to do? 
sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's conversation. And my guest today is not only a member of the church education system, which we're going to talk about, which is really exciting, he is also one of the forces behind, I'm just going to call it a phenomenon on Facebook Live, uh, Facebook, which is High Five Live. Corey Andrews is my guest. Corey, welcome. Thank you. It is such an honor to be here with you today. Your podcast has featured some of my heroes, and so I'm just... And you're one of my heroes, so I'm no, just come to on. be here with you today. We are so excited, Corey, and we've had some amazing guests. You know so many of them. In fact, you've had a lot of our guests on High Five Live. Yeah, we've kind of worked together that it's way. It's been it's, pretty good. It's pretty. nice that we can share and, and uh, <laughs> not compete. <laughs> yes, it's awesome. So we're going to talk a lot about High Five Live here in a little bit. And stay tuned, because at the end, well, we've got a few announcements to make. One that's just about High Five Live, the, uh, an event that's coming up, but also something going on tonight that we're excited to share with you. But you got to stay to the end to hear the announcement. But Corey, first, let's get to know you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in a little town called Mountain Home, Idaho. Mountain Home. That sounds so homey. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's a little deceiving. It's not really in the mountains. It's more of a <laughs> desert area. But uh, <laughs> yeah. How'd they call it Mountain Home? Do you know the history on that? Uh, it's It actually started in the mountains, but I guess when the railroad came through, they moved it down to closer to the mm. railroad. I, I think that's the case. I could be making that but up. But it is home. Yeah. It and, is at least uh, home. It was an Air Force-based town. My grandpa was in the Air Force, and my dad grew up there, and we just kind of stuck around. And awesome. So grew up there. It's just south of Boise. Air Force, we, uh, we'd go to the air shows. In fact, one now, of my... Now, was your dad in the Air Force too? No. no. Okay. No. But you went to the air shows. Yeah. When we go to the air sh- shows, in fact, one of my favorite childhood memories was seeing one of the Thunderbirds crash. No during, way. Uh, yeah. It was How old were crazy. you when, when that happened? I think I was 13. How yeah. scary was that? It, we, I could feel the heat from the explosion. No uh, way. And uh, it was scary, really scary at first. I didn't see what happened to the pilot, but my dad mm. pointed him out. The pilot actually stood up from the ground, waved, and then fell down. Oh. And, <laughs> uh, but after I knew that the pilot was okay, I was like, wow, that was awesome. Let's do, you know, there's yeah. nothing like seeing $20 million go up in flames. Oh you know? my gosh. That's a good memory. <laughs> yeah. Now, did you so, grow up as a member of the church or your, or your family members of the church? Uh-huh. I did. Yep. Uh, born and raised. Yeah. How many kids church. in your family? So just two. My just mom two. always wanted a huge family. She grew up with nine or eight brothers and sisters, yeah. nine of them total, and always wanted a big family. But uh, Heavenly Father had different plans. And so she had me. And then eight years later, a younger sister. Eight years yeah. apart. So yeah. you remember when your sister was born. Yeah, I was baptized and she was blessed on the same weekend. No way. Yeah. <laughs> now that is not something many people can say. Yeah. Well, for what it's worth, I wanted two and ended up with seven. So we don't always get what we want. We <laughs> yeah, kind of get what the Lord wants us to have and it so works true. out well that way. Yeah. That's really cool. So you grew up in Mountain Home. What were, what were you like as a kid? What were you into? Uh, sports. That was all I did. I I focused on sports my whole life. I wrestled, I played baseball. I I loved football. Awesome. That, that was who I was. That was my identity when I was younger. And, and I think that didn't change until probably my mission. Yeah. So we're not a question I've never asked anybody before, but it will become evident later. How were you in seminary? 
<laughs> when you were in school? That's a great question. I was probably a little bit of a rascal. Uh, I was I was one of those that keeps the teachers on their toes. Yeah, you know. Uh, I think I was always picking on a girl. Probably. Yeah. Is what is what trying I was to get attention? Saying. Exactly. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. But you had. Um, what do they call it? Free time? No, sem- uh, release, release time. time. Semin- mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, we had the early morning. Right. So, man, seminary was rough in California where I grew up. That was hard. Yeah. So you end up uh, graduating out of uh, Mountain Home, and then you served a mission. Where did you serve? I went to Roseville, California, and I spoke Hmong. What? You spoke Hmong in Roseville, California? In fact, when I read it first on my uh, on my mission call, I, it was spelled H-M-O-N-G, and I thought it was a typo. I was like, H-M-O-N-G. H-M-O-N-G, that can't that's, be a real language. That's not a real word. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a typo. I'm going to have to send it back, get a new one. But uh, <laughs> nope, found out that it and actually I, is a word. I didn't know Roseville had its own mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for, yeah. for our listeners, Roseville is just outside of Sacramento. It's yep. probably where you'd best know it. And I don't know why this is what I associate with Roseville, but there's a whole lot of car dealerships in Roseville. <laughs> there are tons <laughs> yeah. of car dealerships there. Yep. That's what I always think of with Roseville City. But speaking Hmong, tell us a little bit about the Hmong language and who speaks Hmong and who you were teaching. Yeah, quick history lesson. So the Hmong people live in Southeastern Asia, and they're kind of the mountainous people up, out there. They uh, they know the trails. They know everything like that. So when we went over to for the Vietnam War, we recruited the Hmong people to out to be allies with us, and they did. They allied with us. They helped us out during the in, Vietnam in War. Vietnam mm-hmm. during the Vietnam War. They they ran around uh, uh, helping find down pilots and uh, fighting the Viet Cong with us. And then when we pulled out, we actually left them there, and uh, oh, they wow. ran for their lives and had to cross the Mekong River to to get to Thailand. But then they were just in these not very good uh, refugee camps. So eventually uh, the USA was like, oh, our friends, you know, and we got to go help them. So we went over, brought a whole bunch of them back over to the United States. And because the we felt bad, we gave them all uh, Toyota um, Privias, the van. And, really? Uh, so, <laughs> this <laughs> so, so sounds like you're making this up. Like, I cannot believe this. That's it's awesome. Real. And so on my mission, we would go around looking for Toyota Privias. And when we'd see one, we'd be like, there, there's the Hmong people. <laughs> we'll go knock on that door. And that is fantastic. So, yeah. Incredible. How big was your district in the MTC? Uh, there were th- four of us going Hmong speaking. Oh, oh, no, wait. There were six of us, sorry, going Hmong speaking. Two, uh, three of us were going to California, and the others were going to um, Wisconsin. Of all so places. are there just communities that just happen to be, the Roseville area happens to be where the Hmong people settled? Yeah. Yep, they, is there a Hmong branch? There is. Yeah, there's actually a couple. There's, I believe there's one in, in Minnesota, and then there's three in California currently. Okay, this just turned into like a Discovery Channel episode. I had <laughs> no... Corey, I had no idea. Do you want to hear some Hmong? Yes, I was about to ask you, if you wouldn't <laughs> mind like telling us something in Hmong. Let's see. Uh, there's a couple of fun phrases. It's a tonal language. Uh, yeah. And so one of the fun phrases that I, I always teach my seminary kids is, Goo ga 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 goo ga goo. Sounds like you're entertaining a baby. That's amazing. Exactly. Yeah. And so uh, there's another one. That wait, goes, wait, wait, wait. Let's oh, hear that one again. Let's hear the first one again. <laughs> so is it tonal in the way that like Chinese, like the, where the emphasis goes, mm-hmm. tells you everything? Yeah. Cause, so you can say the same word uh, yeah. eight different ways. Yeah. Basically. yeah. So, so what does that mean? 
So that one means I reach out uh, to poke you so that consequently you'll poke me back. <laughs> so if you ever meet a Hmong person... And that's a phrase like yeah, the Hmong just, people just use. Just walk up and say, and they'll be like, you're weird. Get away from me. But, <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm sure I would say it completely wrong. <laughs> yeah. And then I'd feel bad because they think I was making fun of them and it'd be just terrible. But since this is Latter-day Lives, maybe I should say the name of the church. Would that be more That would be <laughs> yeah. so great. I would love to hear the name of the so church the, in Hmong. The name of the church is Yesu. Uh, holy so. cow Corey! that's like one of the coolest things i've ever heard seriously that is so awesome it was it was a ton of fun it took me about uh, the whole three months i was in the mtc just to learn the name of the church but it was it was so <laughs> fun <laughs> so then you go out and you're working with a mong branch were mm-hmm. there were there ever mong missionaries Yes. In fact, I had two native Hmong companions and they were incredible, taught me so much. And So they were originally from Hmong or they came to the mission from like Vietnam or Thailand? Uh, no, most of them, like one was from Alaska and yeah. one was from Wisconsin. So they were refugees who'd come over here or their families were and uh, they came on their mission to Roseville and, and oh, just, just incredible and incredible people. So humble, so kind, so giving, uh, even though they don't have a lot to give, they're just, just wonderful. They just load people. up their Toyota Previa and give, give you <laughs> give, all they got. Yes. That's, that's gotta be a kick if they still all have the Previas going to church on Sunday to the Mong branch. Yep, yep. It's like you walk out, where's my car? Because it's <laughs> Which just nothing it? but previous. That is one of the most, yeah. fa- this is just fascinating, Corey. I've literally never, ever heard of this. Now, now me being somewhat cynical, I guess, part of what I'm thinking is, man, you talk to, you get home, you start talking to girls. You got the ultimate opening pickup. <laughs> I just returned from it. Mission speaking Mong in uh, Roseville. Would you yeah. like to hear some Mong? I yeah, goo goo yeah. yeah. And throwing it all out there. That exactly. means I touch you, you touch me back. <laughs> I poke you or whatever it is. That's, yes. I can just see it. I can see it all coming together for you, Corey. It, it, it was, yep, definitely. My <laughs> wife can attest that it works. So. so that's awesome. So did you get home from your mission and go back to Mountain Home? I did, yep. Returned back to Mountain Home and then uh, I guess I spent some time in Provo. I worked as an EFY counselor and. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So then where, where did that take you from there? Where did you go to school? Uh, so after that, I, I kind of struggled deciding what I was going to do. And then I found out someone told me about the pathway program. Oh, and yeah. I thought, wow, that sounds amazing. And you were part of pathway. I did. How long yeah. ago was that? It was, it was when it was still a pilot program. So yeah, it, was cause it has new. not been around that long. Mm-hmm. And so I believe it was 2002. 10 when I started. Yeah, that's pretty recent. That's amazing. And uh, so I got into that. I, th- you know, someone said something about cheap school and I said, I'm all for that. <laughs> and so I went and found out more information. They signed me up and, and uh, I w- did the whole thing online. I never went to, I never had to live in Rexburg and deal with the cold and it was great. <laughs> now, did you have to go to the once a week meetings? I did initially. So for yeah. the first three semesters, you, you attend those meetings. Oh, and, after that, it's not. institute classes. Okay. But then you, what they call it, say matriculate on, yeah. into the online program, and I just went full-time online. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the Pathways program, because I am fascinated by it. I think so it cool. is so phenomenal. Tell us a little bit about what it is if people are unfamiliar with Pathways. Yeah, so Pathway, and I think, I believe they call it Pathway Worldwide now. And oh, so it's, okay. a, it's a program that Pathway Worldwide. is all over the world and, and accessible yeah. in many areas of the world. And so uh, what it does is uh, the, the pr- whole purpose of Pathway is to make uh, higher education available at a cheaper price Yeah, and uh, through online education. 
and BYU-Idaho set up this incredible uh, online program, and uh, now it's just spreading. In fact, when I was uh, still in the program online, I was a speaking partner. So I'd work with people from Peru, from Africa, and I'd work with them, and I'd teach them English so that they could participate more fully in gaining a higher education. And it it was a ton of fun. Corey, I, I am in love with the Pathway Program, and it's an official church. I mean, it's run by the church, yeah. and people can get information about it. If you just search for uh, Pathway Pathway Worldwide or Pathway Education or Pathway Online School, you'll find it. Yeah. And the testimonials, I don't know how I stumbled on it. I was looking at it and just was interested because I had never heard about it. Mm-hmm. I was in a meeting. I was at a church meeting where someone mentioned that they were now working as a Pathway Missionary meeting in you know, Thursday nights or whatever. So I started asking more questions about it, and it is just amazing. The testimonials, you can get online and you can hear testimonials about people who had lost everything, you know, thought that their careers were over, their lives were over, whatever. And Pathway, a couple things, it's very flexible and Mm -hmm. it's very affordable. Yes. It's very affordable and you get a premium, just stellar education. Definitely. Ah, I love that. I didn't know that about you. So that's really cool. Oh, I loved it. And I'm I'm still so grateful for that program and it's blessed my life. Yeah. Oh, I love hearing that. So somewhere along the way here, you mentioned your wife. At some point you get married. Tell I, us a little bit about that. I did. It's kind of a long story. I'll keep it short though. Uh, so it actually is connected to EFY. Her okay. little sister was in my EFY group. Oh yeah. And I just happened to, you know, I was trying to utilize some of the tools I learned as a missionary. And now, I we do have some non-member <laughs> listeners. And so especially for youth, EFY, yeah. the, it's a, a one week program where you can mm-hmm. send your teenagers, get them out of your hair and they yep. do all kinds of fun activities. Cool counselors like Corey. Oh, it's and so fun. it is, we have sent our children to EFY and the outdoor one up in Boise, and we mm-hmm. sent our kids kind of all over to it. We're in love with it. So, sorry, and I interrupted your great line. You were using your missionary <laughs> skills <laughs> yeah. to get to know this girl's sister. Oh, uh, no, thank you, though, because I love EFY, too. It is yeah. such an incredible oh, I program. I love EFY. Inspiring program. And yeah. So I, I had asked referrals because I was a counselor over a group of kids, and I just said, hey, you know, I, I just wanted to know if maybe you might possibly kind of have some older sister you might want to put me in contact with and most of them were like no you know you're kind of weird beats knocking doors any yeah. day. <laughs> most of them weren't uh, too excited about being related to me but one one time one of the oh, sisters came it. up and said i have an older sister and and so i looked her up on facebook and you know did a little facebook stalking and sent her no a message way. and uh, for some reason she wrote me back and then from there, we kind of chatted, uh, but she lived down in St. George, Utah, and I was, mm. went back up to Mountain Home, and we had like a, a long-distance problem yeah. there, and sure. I was very poor because I was an EFY counselor. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so I ended up dating another girl up in Idaho, uh, asked her to marry me. We got engaged. She went off to school, dated another guy. They got engaged. And around the same time, we both broke off our engagements. Wow. And that was kind of rough. And, and so she reached out to me and said, hey, I saw that you're going through something similar. Do you no have any way. advice? And I said, oh, yeah, I got, yeah, advice. I got advice. Here's my number. <laughs> and, uh, and this guy. And, that's uh, my advice. Exactly. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so it was kind of cool. Like it was a trial for both of us, right, to go through something yeah. difficult like that. But it was cool looking back on it to see that if mm. we had never gone through that trial, like if I never asked that girl to marry me and then break yeah. it off. And it was because I thought that was the right thing. I'd prayed about it. I thought this is where the Lord wanted me to be. And then to break it off was kind of confusing. And then looking back, I see if I hadn't done that, 
Katie went and reached out to me. We oh, that's so cool. And, and uh, just a blessing. Uh, you know, I think that that's much more common than we think in the moment because yeah. my story is the same. You know, I, I dated a girl from before my mission and then got home. We both kind of thought we were going to get married. She met a guy and <laughs> that took off from there and that freed me up. And I ended up meeting my wife and right. had that not all happened that way. No way. Right. So it's, it's got to be fun. Sometimes I think it's got to be fun to be in the position of God, hmm. looking down, knowing what's coming, yeah. you know, and just seeing, hang tight. Yeah. Just wait. Hold on. It's coming. It's just around the corner. <laughs> like, keep going. Yeah. No. You got a wife. You've got a degree. You got everything going for you, Corey. Tell <laughs> us what you do for a living. So somehow I, I snuck in to, to have the opportunity to teach seminary full time. Yeah. And uh, it was quite the rigorous process. The the interview process is like basically a two-year-long interview yeah. of them watching you student teach. And, and uh, anyways, I, I snuck in. Uh, I was going to say, snuck barely. in. I mean, <laughs> I, I know you enough to know that you didn't sneak in. You're an amazing teacher. I've seen you speak many times, and you're phenomenal. I can only imagine how great you are with kids. You're so kind. That being said, you talk ultra-competitive. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and now there are very few places in the country where seminary teacher is a full-time job. Right. Where I grew up, it was a calling. Yeah. You know, it was an early morning calling. Um, you know, I think most of the country is. They have release time seminary, which is full-time instructors, and mm-hmm. you go during a free period in, in high school. Arizona, Idaho, Utah? Yep, basically. That's it, right? Yeah, they'll they'll send you out to like coordinate programs, so you'll be over huge areas. Okay, but generally, they, that's that's where you're at. If you're going to be a full time seminary teacher, yeah. here, Idaho, Arizona, Utah. Yeah, how was the whole process of getting into that? You know, you, you mentioned that, and they actually told me no initially. Really, they you got actually shot told down. me I wasn't going to be hired, and uh, so that's why I say <laughs> I snuck in because they told me I uh, I actually. Um, I started as an early morning teacher, just as a calling, and I loved that. And I mm. said, hey, can I do more? And they said, sure, we'll have you a student teach. Well, I, I wasn't done with my degree yet, so I ended up student teaching for three years. And I thought, oh, they kept me around, and, you know, I got wow. to hang out. And so I'm a shoe-in. I got to get it. And then they <laughs> sent me an email. It was a very humbling experience. And they said, sorry, but we have no positions, and oh. uh, good luck in the rest of your life. And I said, Oh no. <laughs> and, uh, that was a, that was another, you know, one of those moments where uh, Heavenly father, what are you trying to teach me here? <laughs> yeah. And, um, thankfully I, I think me and my wife made a decision just to be grateful for the experience and to have faith mm. that the Lord had a plan. And, uh, they ended up calling us a couple months later on a Saturday morning and said, Hey, we got a spot open in Springville, oh. Utah. And, and we said, we're in, send us Done. wherever. And, uh, so it's been, so we've been in for three years in Springville, Utah, and it's been such a blessing. You moved to Springville for the job. How mm-hmm. awesome! And I will bet the kids just love you. Oh, they, they've got a they've got a celebrity for a oh. teacher. It's so awesome. <laughs> They're incredible. Just amazing. The youth of the church today, uh, they they inspire me in so yeah. many ways. So, so I have three dream jobs. One of them is playing for the Lakers. And oh I'm, yeah, I think. I'm ready to acknowledge that that's not going to happen. I don't know. LeBron, <laughs> he needs some help there. So you know, my, <laughs> And I can block out. I can set picks exactly. for LeBron. Um, Play some defense. So one is playing for my beloved Lakers. Two is working at Disneyland, which I'll do at some point. And three is Beautiful. being a seminary teacher. Yeah. I mean, I 
love it. As you know, I, I mean, I do a lot of firesides and things, Yeah. but I only get the snippets. You know, I did a, a fireside tonight, um, you know, 45 minutes and yeah. then I'm done. You right. get to do that all day to see what's the most rewarding part of being a, uh, being a seminary teacher. I think it's definitely connected to the youth. And uh, like I mentioned, they, they are so inspiring. Uh, if you give them that opportunity, they have so much yeah. to share. You know, I think so much, sometimes we shut down the youth, oh, you don't have enough experience. But I think there's, even Christ talked about how incredible children are. I think yeah. they, uh, they are connected to heaven. They have a, they have a desire to be good. And so, uh, they, so their comments uh, bring the Spirit into my life in so many ways. Yeah, the, I mean, it's funny. The, the fireside I did tonight was actually about, you know, how old are you? About 14? Yeah, you know who else was about 14? It was yeah. a, a young man who went down and knelt down and prayed, and that worked out pretty well. We right. just had a conversation about faith. The fact that you get to do that all the time, I just can't even, I can't even imagine just how rewarding it must be. We had uh, our mutual friend, Stephen Jones, who is also yeah. an awesome, and you are working with Stephen now. Yeah, he's actually on my faculty. I actually knew him when he was still student teaching. I was a brand new teacher and he was student teaching. And so we would talk all the time like, hey, what about this? And hey, how can we mm. and uh, share ideas? And uh, he's just a dear friend, an uh, incredible man. And so if you haven't watched his episode, definitely go watch that one. Yeah. Or listen to that one. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he is amazing. And one of the things that I've realized, though, is all, all of the seminary teachers I meet, every one of you, is just awesome. That's how I know it's so competitive is because you guys are definitely kind of the, the top-level guys. So mm. it's just awesome. So this takes us then to, uh, to part of the meat of the episode, High Five Live. How did High Five Live start? First of all, tell us what High Five Live is. So High Five Live uh, is daily inspiring videos uh, that are live. Uh, so we use uh, generally on Facebook. We've done a, a little bit on Instagram, but... Uh, daily on Facebook, we have somebody come on and share an inspiring message, whether it's a story or a miracle or a, you know, something from the scriptures, just something to inspire and uplift and kind of, you know, break the mold of, of the negative that we find on social media. We wanted to bring some light to that. And is it, is it, is it fair? Cause I've watched so many of them. I would refer to it as like a 10 minute fireside. Yeah. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. I mean, ten minute fireside, ten minute devotional. Devotional. To, it's more to, of a devotional, a ten to, minute devotional. Yeah. yeah, to just kind of lighten up your day. Usually, and... someone telling a story from their life, and mm-hmm. sometimes leaves you laughing hysterically. Other times, bawling your eyes out. Other right. times, just astonished, and other times, just pondering. Yeah. People will share something, and I'll go, "Wow, I never thought of that." Yeah. So tell us how this all began. Oh. Um... So it actually, I, I'd just been hired as a seminary teacher and was loving that and just the experience and, and uh, how much I was learning uh, in seminary. And I kind of thought, man, how, how, can I, how can I spread this light that, that I'm feeling, the things that I'm learning from the scriptures, the things that uh, I'm learning from other people? And so uh, social media just kind of kept coming to my mind. There's, there's a tool there. And I yeah. kind of didn't like social media a ton. I kind of <laughs> thought, oh, I don't want to waste my time. And, uh, but, but you couldn't help but see its power. Yeah. I mean, it's powerful. And so I initially pushed the idea away and, uh, of, of doing something online because I, I, I have a job. I have you know three kids and think life is crazy. Yeah. And, uh, I don't need uh, more on my plate. But that, that just kind of kept coming to my mind. You need to do something to, to share the gospel online. And 
So, you know, I think it took me longer than it should have, but eventually sure. I listened to that, uh, that prompting and thought, okay, I'll, I'm just going to try something. So I actually went and bought a whole bunch of video equipment and started a program called Happily Ever After Project initially. Mm. And I was inviting, just reaching out to cool people I thought would be fun to interview and mm. uh, got, would set up my video equipment. I'd interview them, I'd go home, I'd edit and, and put together these little videos and got to interview some, some incredible people, uh, inspiring people, uh, including Ty Detmer and Brad Wilcox. And, and awesome. then uh, I even got to put, help put together a video for the church for the Light the World program um, a couple years ago. Cool. But it just got too much, right? Like yeah. I just got, I was like, this is so much to do. And I was doing it all alone. And so I thought there's got to be a better way, an easier way to create something that, that can reach a lot of people. And that's just around the same time live video on Facebook was rolling out. So and great. So I thought well, live video, there's no, I don't really have to set up a lot of equipment. People can do it on their phone. I don't yeah. have to be with that person. They can just do it wherever they have internet access and there's no editing. <laughs> I was like, thank you. And so, okay. I got to say, not that audio is video, but that sounds like a dream to me. That sounds awesome. <laughs> right. Isn't it? And so I, but I thought I'm starting a master's program. I got a lot going on. I need a team, someone to help me out. And so I reached out to a couple of friends and said, Hey, I have this idea. And thankfully they were like, we love it. Yeah. You know, we want, there's, I think there are so many people out there that want to spread light, but just don't know what avenue to go or how they're going to reach people. And, uh, that they just said, we love this idea. Let's, are they CES board. instructors also? Um, some, some yeah. are, and some aren't. Cause I don't know the others. You're the only one I met other than Pam Ackerman, who right. grew up one street over and is part of the Beagley family and a big shout out to Pam yeah. and the whole Beagley crew who I just love your family oh, and Pam, so very much. Pam is incredible. And she was one of those that she kind of, uh, reached out and said, hey, what, how can I help? And yeah. said, she's oh, that we'd type love of some help. And and that w- she's just been incredible and just a rock for helping high five. Her whole family. I mean, her whole family is just phenomenal. Yeah. So, yeah, that's and, great. And a ton of other people, including yourself, who've volunteered to share thoughts and, and yeah. uh, inspiring messages. And, and that's the only way we've been able to do anything. So what was the first high five live? Uh, it was me. It was uh, you. And I shared a thought on gratitude, and I think it got... I think it maybe broke a hundred views. That's which great. It was great. Yeah. I thought, wow, that we've know, arrived. That's a hundred, hundred views. We are it. And so I loved it. <laughs> and I thought this is, this is what it'll be. We'll get a couple hundred views per video oh. and we'll reach a couple hundred lives. And I thought that would be perfect. Yeah. What was the first episode that really shot you guys kind of through the stratosphere? Well, first of all, tell us what some of the higher views have gotten. So, um, I guess the first the first one that really took off was a young man who was on our team for a little while named Tanner Hutchins mm. from North Carolina and just an incredible young man and he shared a story about his conversion story about how he went to the Book of Mormon musical and then ultimately led to his conversion. I saw that one. And just a cool story. It was a cool story. And uh and then had, you know, this inspiring message about how he went on his mission, came home four different times from his mission, but just went out and finished. And it was just such an incredible young man and ended up getting, I think, 200,000 views. 200,000 people watched that message. Yeah. That is so inspiring. So 
And then we have a couple at around 400,000 views. And we, we did one edited video that was actually shared with us that yeah. got over 2 million views. Was that Clint Pulver's? Uh, Clint Pulver's. Yeah, so Clint Pulver's uh, been a guest video. on this show. And he shared that with us and, and uh, just took off. And yeah. it was fun to see that. And Clint is so inspiring. What a great Oh, man. my gosh. I, I was so... I have a bucket list because of Clint Pulver. Yes. Yep, me he too. He convinced me to have a bucket list. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You can't talk to Clint without being motivated. Oh, my gosh. He yep. is just awesome. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I mean, it's funny. The number of crossover guests that we've collectively had, you know, it's just a, a real blessing. And But you guys literally every single day. So how do you figure out? And sometimes you guys take them. You were mm-hmm. on tonight. Yeah. Um, but so, sometimes I say tonight as as of the time that we're recording this. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, but so how do you figure out getting all these guests? So we've kind of split it up between the team and, you know, some days it's, Hey, who's got someone or who's got something. And, you know, it gets a little crazy sometimes, but, um, excuse me, we basically try to organize it in a way that, uh, that each person has a day, you know, or two days a week where they're trying to find somebody. And, and that, that eases the burden a little bit. It's not me every day. It's, uh, the team working together every day. And if people want to find you on Facebook, it's H I Mm -hmm. dash the number five. So actually on Facebook, it's kind of confusing. That's your logo is the H I dash dash five, but on Facebook currently it's H I F I V E. Okay. H I F I V E. I don't want to give out the wrong information. (laughs) So H I F I V E live. And then people can find it. Yep. Yeah. And it's pretty easy if you search and, and it's, I mean, it was easy for me to find. We met at, and through John Dye, I believe for the influencers. And then you were nice enough to have me on and I shared a story and it's the most interesting thing sharing it. One of the things I love is that you guys always kick it off telling people to say, Hey, where are you listening from? Right. And all of a sudden the comments start rolling in. And, you know, I mean, we're recording this now. It'll get played later. Mm-hmm. But that live feedback almost distracted me for a minute. Like the right. first time I did it, as soon as it started up, hey, I'm in Montana. Hello from Hawaii. Hey, yeah. from Canada. <laughs> right. You start going, holy cow, there are people all over the world watching me. Mm-hmm. And then you see, you know, it's 200 people, and it's 400 people, and it, it goes up and up, and it's so cool. What was mm-hmm. funny to me is... I've performed on stage in front of hundreds and hundreds of people, and I do. I did a fireside tonight. I do them all the time. I do this, and then that camera came on, and it was live, and instantly my head was, <laughs> what if it stops recording? What if there's something on my right. face? What if there's, like, I got nervous. I know, <laughs> yeah. Why am I nervous about this? Right. Do you find that's a common thing? Oh, my goodness. So... The first time I ever did a high five or sorry, a live video was through LDS Smile. They, oh, yeah. They did live videos. And, sure. and John Huntinghouse was kind of my inspiration. So in, in great. A way. So I went and met or I, I did a, high, a live video on their channel. And it was such a challenge because you, you're going live and you say something and there's not a lot of feedback, right? You can see yeah. the hearts or the thumbs up or something like that, but it's different than talking to an audience, right? Sure. And uh, I think it was that challenge of live video that uh, made me want to try to to conquer it, I guess. You yeah. Know, I want to be better at that. I want to learn how to be able to, to talk to people live. And, and we've had some interesting things happen, Yeah. Uh, you know, live. Uh, Have you had any, like, major <laughs> malfunctions? Um. I don't know if it was a malfunction, but uh, I was doing a live video with my daughter. I don't know if this is appropriate. I was doing a live no, video with my, sure <laughs> with my daughter. Yeah, I want to hear it. And it was so cute. And they were like, did this little thing. And then at the very end, 
I was one of my my daughters went to the side and I was filming one of my other daughter and she comes back and she had taken her clothes off. Oh, and so I moved the camera and, I, and you don't really see much, right? Because I moved it quick enough. But I was just like, my naked daughter just oh, jumped no. on a live video. And so I jump off, I just end it and I go and delete it. And, and oh, thankfully, so that was toward funny. the beginning and there weren't a lot of people watching live at that point. But oh. it was like, that was the moment where I was like, yeah. Live video. Yeah. That's <laughs> so so when she is ready to tell you she's getting engaged, that first dinner exactly. with your future son-in-law, you go, I've got a story to exactly. tell you. Exactly. <laughs> have you had any that have gone technically wrong? Have you ever had the like the camera stop working or the the Wi-Fi stop working? At least a couple times a month. <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> yeah. That often? It depends, you know, because we have people go from their home and it depends on how well their Wi-Fi is and, and everybody's phone's different yeah. and everybody, you know, Facebook has different versions uh, on different right. phones. Yeah. And so we're trying to walk people through like, here's how you fix your problem. And you have a good guide for it. Yeah. <laughs> and the second time is much easier. We right. had a we had an experience where you had someone who got sick or you got mm-hmm. sick or something. Right. And you asked me if I'd do it. And I said, yeah, or I'm going to be out of town. I don't remember what the story was. And you're like, no, I mean like in an hour or something like <laughs> right. that or two hours. I, oh, yeah, I can do that. No problem. That was that second time a thousand times easier. Right. What's interesting to me is the format, the fact that you know it's live, I actually think plays to the advantage of people who aren't polished. Hmm. Yeah. Like when people really speak for the from the heart, you had an episode that was one of my favorites, and I felt so bad because the girl seemed so uncomfortable um, at first, like just with the medium, not yeah. herself. But she talked about how her family was Amish, mm, yeah. and then converted from being Amish to being LDS. Right, and she just told her family story, and it was so simple. I don't know why I was so inspired. I thought, you know, here sometimes I struggle been raised in the church. I live in Utah. You know, I mean, and sometimes I have my struggles. What would it be like to be an Amish family? Right. Converting over to to the gospel. I just, I, I I was so touched by her story and you bring on the biggest variety of guests. I mean, it's all over the board. I mean, every age and, and every type. Do you have a favorite? A favorite of all the high five lives? Yeah, of all the high five lives. That's a tough one. Uh, we, we've mentioned Clint already, but his, some of his are yeah, just so he's he, incredible. His first one, uh, that was probably our second really big one. Uh, he talked about, uh, him being called to Boise, Idaho on yeah. his mission and, and how I much just, he hates potatoes. Oh, this <laughs> cracked me up and so much fun. Yeah. He's uh, great. That's, that's one of my favorites. Yours are, are a couple of my favorites oh, that's kind. on there for that's sure. That's really kind. And, uh, You've just had amazing, amazing guests on. And then one of your biggest ones was uh, the gentleman, I don't remember his name, but the brother who went on a mission, then decided he was against the church, went back and told everybody on his mission, no, you should you know, definitely leave the church and then got reconverted (laughs) and then went back again. Dusty Smith. Dusty Smith. He's got an incredible story. Oh, gosh. So I got introduced to him. On High Five Live, I watched his video and went, this is the craziest story I've ever seen. Yeah. And then he was on Nicoletti's LDS Mission Cast and told his story again. I can't get enough of that guy. Uh, there's another one that I love. Sorry. but No, it's good. Uh, this uh, We did this last Christmas. Um, he went, uh, he's a businessman, was in Mexico, and he got um, kidnapped 
by the cartel. I remember this one. Holy and cow. just an incredible story about how while still being under their control, he forgave them. Yeah. And just this, uh, just the power of his, his story and that forgiveness has inspired me to yeah. just be better and, and to love more and deeper. If he can love someone who's kidnapped him oh. and forgive them. I, it, and that's, I think, one of the, the most amazing things about High Five Live to me is the incredible relationships I've gained with people like yourself, mm. Sean. It's awesome. And, and also just these stories that have inspired me. And uh, I, I guess behind kind of the inspiration of High Five Live, I heard this quote by Sister Ostergaard, who's the matron of the uh, Provo City Center Temple. And she said in a fireside once, she said, our stories connect us to each other and our stories are what connect us to God. Oh. And I've really felt that in so many ways, that these stories have connected me to my family more. These stories have connected me to others. These stories have connected me ultimately to God and my Savior. And, uh, and I'm so grateful for, you know, sometimes I wonder, God, why, why are you wanting me to do this? Why do you want me to do High yeah. Five Live? Because it is a lot of work and a lot of time. And, and sometimes I get stressed and think about myself. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but uh, there's been so many times where the Lord was saying, you, you think you were trying, you know, you think you were trying to share the gospel online, but here's what I'm doing for you yeah. behind the scenes. I'm making you a better teacher. Wow, I'm making you a better awesome. friend. I'm making you a better spouse. And and uh, he lets me see the blessings that have come to my life uh, from the inspi- inspiration that others have shared on High Five Live. Uh, it's so inspiring. And it's literally every single day there is a High Five Live message. And the great thing is sometimes when I just need to pick me up, oftentimes when I'm on the road, before I go to bed, I need to put on something. I don't want to get sucked into mindless television. I'll mm-hmm. scroll through and just find one that I missed. They're all there on Facebook. You just click and you watch it and you're instantly uplifted. And you now have such a massive following that you have something very special coming up in August. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. We're, we're really excited. We're doing a, a live event. So we called it High Five Totally Live because we're really, <laughs> we're getting people live in person. We can actually give people high fives there. Yes, and uh, you can literally high five people. <laughs> So we have some incredible guests coming. Uh, Hank Smith uh, is oh, going to be there. Awesome. Clint Pulver, who we've mentioned, is going to yeah. come. And, what a lineup. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. That um, is fantastic. And so you can find that on our Facebook page under our events and uh, buy tickets. It's going to be at the Covey Center in Provo, which is an incredible venue. And uh, we just hope a couple people will come and, and that we'll get be able to give them some high fives. Yeah, <laughs> I get the feeling based on your fan base. And let me just tell you, um, I don't know Hank Smith, but I know him enough, you know, to know how well worth it he is. I know you, I know your team. I know what you guys do. I know what Clint Pulver does. Go to this event. If you are in the Provo area, go to this event and we will link to it on our Facebook page. If you want to get details, it's in August. Assuming I'm in town, you'll see me there. Mm-hmm. I will not miss it. I'll take my family. We'll go check it out because I just love all the people that are involved with it. So yeah. it's definitely something we want to see. What's the date on August it? 11th. Yep. August 11th. That is such a cool event. So we'll all be Thank super you. excited for that. And we'll link to that because that's, that's all star. I mean, just Thank seeing you. Clint Pulver in person is well worth the right. <laughs> well worth going. So, so how much so are good. tickets for that? Uh, it ranges depending on where you sit in the Covey Center, yeah. uh, and be on the lookout for some deals that we'll we'll throw out there in the next so couple exciting. weeks. So it's awesome. Fun. Well, and then on the traditional high five live, 
we've got something cool going on tonight. Yeah, I'm excited for this. Yeah, July 16th. So the day this is launched, mm-hmm. did what we decide? July 16th yep. was that the date? Okay. Yep. So July 16th, today, Monday, uh, this is our one-year anniversary show, as you heard at the beginning when we did questions and answers and whatnot. This is our 52nd, uh, our 52nd 50 interview. Seconds. This is it. You're one our one-year year guest, Corey. Oh, that's so cool. So now I was laughing because it's kind of funny having a High Five Live guy, va- guy on as I'm saying, wow, we made it through 52 episodes. That's literally a month and a half of High Five Live. <laughs> but for us, 52 episodes is a big, big deal. It, even, it evens out. Ours are like 10 minutes. Yours are... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's no. true. We do a week's worth of that, Exactly. So. Uh, but Corey and the team at High Five Live have been kind enough uh, to agree to have me on tonight. So I'm going to be on at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. And uh, at 6 p.m. tonight, Mountain Time, you can tune in. And I'm going to talk about my show, much the same yes. way you just got done talking about your show. I'm going to talk about Latter-day Lives and how it started, and we'll celebrate together the yeah. one-year anniversary. Uh, I'm, th- I'm so excited to hear the story and the inspiration and also all that you've learned from, like I said, interviewing some of yeah, my heroes. Yeah, it's really fun. So. I'll tell you what's neat is that, you know, you've got High Five Live. You mentioned uh, John and LDS Smiles, and we've got uh, you've got LDS Hood. Uh, we've got, uh, uh, Nicoletti does LDS mission cast, you know, it's kind of uh, the loose term is LDS influencers. Mm. And what I love about it is we all have different formats or some of us have the same formats. No one competes, right? It's been amazing to me the the amount of support that everybody shows each other and how can I help you and how can we get it out there? Right. And we have our own digital Zion. Yeah. I mean, it is. Right. It's consecration. It's Zion. Sure. We're all on each other's shows. We're all giving each other advice on equipment. How are you reaching out? How are you doing this? Or, you know, hey, I had a great guest. You should talk to them because they'd be great for what you do. Right. And I just love it. And I love what you guys do. Corey, it's so inspiring what High Five Live has accomplished. I mean, the number of people that you reach and the number of times my heart has been touched and I share it with my family. I just think it's a huge blessing, and I highly encourage our audience, please check it out. Now, if you're going to listen to your first one, or watch your first one, rather, you should watch tonight. <laughs> right. <laughs> see, see me on there, but don't take that as an example of what it is. Go back to some of the really good ones, or we'll have some good ones coming oh, up. But It'll be so good. Just love what you guys do, and so glad that we've become friends through all of this. So it's great. Definitely. Well, we're going to end with the question that we ask every single one of our guests, and I didn't prep you for this or anything, but what does being a member of the church mean to you? Small question, right? <laughs> what a powerful question. Uh, this is a, I'm going to steal this. I'm going to ask this to my seminary students. Yeah, good. This, this is a powerful question. I um, Being a member of the church is, uh, you know, as I've, as I've considered that, the first word that comes to my mind is love. Mm. Um, being a member of the church is love. Love for others love for God, and then feeling love from God. Mm. Uh, I love the, uh, the opportunities that I have to, to be at church and, and uh, hear stories and hear messages, much like what we would hear on High Five Live, but, yeah. uh, but from your neighbors and yeah. your friends and those around you that share their, their um, stories. And as you get to know them and, and you just feel a great love for them, 
and uh, in turn you feel love for God. And I love that I have a place where I can feel that love. Mm. I know that it's um, that as we follow the prophet, that we can be connected to the Savior, yeah, and feel of His love, mm. His ultimate and atoning love for all of His uh, for all of us. And awesome. I, I love Him. Corey, this has been wonderful. So check out High Five Live and see all the work that uh, that Corey puts into it. And again, tonight at 6 p.m., I'll be on. And go check out High Five Totally Live, mm-hmm. uh, August, what was the date on oh, it? August 11th. August 11th, Provo at the Covey Center. Go check it out. Uh, Corey, you are just an awesome teacher and an awesome leader. And thanks for sharing your Latter-day Life with us. Thank you. Likewise. And my special thanks to Corey Andrews. You know, we call ourselves the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We are the saints in that uh, title, and Corey is a true saint. He is a good example of what we should all be striving to be. He spends his entire day teaching kids the gospel, goes home and uh, lives the gospel and teaches it in his home, and then along with the rest of the incredible team at High Five Live, shares the gospel uh, through through the High Five Live platform on Facebook. I just admire Corey and love him and am so grateful uh, that he was willing to come onto the show. Again, if you're listening to this on Monday, which hopefully you are, we have more listeners on Monday than any other day, uh, check out High Five Live tonight at six o'clock Mountain Time, and I'll tell you a little bit more background. And actually tonight I'll be talking a little bit about what I've learned Um, But uh, this week on My Latter-day Life, you know, there's a wonderful Beatles song uh, called, uh, well, the the lyrics go, I get get by with a little help from my friends. And of course, the next line is, I get high with a little help from my friends, which of course, they must be talking about climbing mountains. That's how I take it, that I get high up, like higher elevation with help from my friends. But I do get by with a little help from my friends. And for years, I've been talking about doing a podcast for a very long time. And I got very inspired by friends of mine, uh, Sean and Brian Lords. Uh, it was the first time I was ever on a podcast was on their podcast. Uh, if you're a big Disney fan or just a casual Disney fan, they've got a show called Word on the Main Street that is fantastic. I love their show and I've gotten to be a guest. And I kind of got the bug after I was on with them and decided that I have so many talented friends, amazing talented LDS friends. It'd be fun to just sit down and talk to them. And one Saturday morning, I woke up and just, it hit me. Okay, today's the day we're going to launch a podcast or at least going to get started. And I called Sean Lords and uh, just said, Sean, how do I do it? I don't know anything about this. Went out that day, bought a new laptop and uh, ordered microphones and set up the website and set up the uh, hosting for the podcast, did everything I needed to do. And I really appreciate uh, Sean and Brian Lords both for all the support that they've given the show and all of the input. I then knew I needed guests. Well, where am I going to get a guest? I had no listeners whatsoever. And I went and reached out to my neighbor, Adam Sidwell, who is an incredible animator. And he's just in Hollywood all the time, has worked on all these incredible movies. And I said, Adam, I'm putting together this podcast. It may have zero listeners. Would you be willing to be my guest, please? And Adam, like a champ, just said, of course, Sean, I'm just glad you're doing it.
I'm so glad. Of course I'm going to support you. You're my friend. And then John and Brett Roberts, they were my second guests and from Kid History. And of course, they have, you know, all these millions upon millions of YouTube followers, but they were willing to come on. And that was so fantastic. And I started putting together my studio and I reached out to my friend Jason Bringhurst and said, I need some cables. And of course, he runs professional cable and uh, asked him how much I owed him for the cables. And he said, nothing. I'm so glad you're doing this, Sean. I just want you to have the right cables. And he didn't charge me a dime. And I was so appreciative. Jason has been such a great friend. And I reached out to Kurt Frankham, who runs uh, Leading LDS. And boy, what a great podcast Leading LDS is. And the whole organization Kurt has uh, built. He is such a great mentor and such a great friend. And I appreciate all the time that he has put in. And, And all this happened with my friends. And we launched and we got going. And I became good friends with Nick Galletti, who has become a mentor and a friend to me. Nick hosts LDS Mission Cast, another fantastic podcast. By the way, in case you're catching a theme here, within the LDS uh, podcast community, boy, everybody just jumps in and helps each other. And it's so supportive. And Nick and I have spent hours and hours on the phone talking about our podcast. How can we make it better? And, and of course, every time I have any technical question, Nick is there and has become a, a true friend. And I wanted to thank him. I also want to thank a name that comes up all the time. It's almost become a running joke, Jason Hewlett, who has supported the show so much and is always calling or texting, letting me know uh, how much he, he loves everything on the show. And of course, he knows almost everybody who's come on. He's one of the more connected guys. He has also supported the shows in uh, other ways. And Jason, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I still also want to thank uh, my parents. Um, this is Get By with a little help from my friends, and my parents are my friends. Uh, almost every single week, at some point, my parents and I catch up, and they listen to every episode. They are a little bit biased because I am their son, but uh, they have just been incredibly supportive, and like they have the rest of my life, they are my great cheerleaders. And I really need to thank one person who has sacrificed more than anybody else for this show, my sweet wife, Vanessa. My wife, uh, people have asked, why isn't your wife on the podcast with you? She is a behind-the-scenes person, and she is great behind the scenes. We have, of the 52 episodes, we've probably done 35 of them, maybe more, here in my house. That means 35 times over the last year, we've had people, sometimes dear friends, sometimes people we've never met, who have shown up at our house, and uh, my wife is there to greet them. She takes the photos for us and uh, just make sure that everything runs smoothly. And of course, this has not been a free endeavor. We've sunk, uh, you know, some money into this with the hosting every month and the computer and the all of the microphones and everything else that goes along with it. My wife is right there and so supportive, and I just love her so much, and I'm so thankful for her. And of course, all the guests that have come on, there's no way we could do 52 weeks of an interview show without the guests at first. I did not have much to offer by way of exposure. I was calling in favors left and right, just calling all my friends. And again, I'm very blessed to have wonderful friends. You know, I've not had a single LDS friend who has said no to me. Not one. Every one of them has said, you bet, I would love to come on. Now that our listenership has grown so much, uh, now I have people almost every week reaching out and saying, hey, I'd love to be a guest. I have a story to tell or a listener will introduce us. But at first, I really, truly got by 
with a little help from my friends. But you know who the greatest friends are that I have? Every one of you. And I don't know all of you, but the messages of support that you send me. I get messages every single week, whether on Facebook or email or on Instagram, telling me how much you love the show or leaving me a review or sharing a thought. I love it so much. And there is no way I would get by without every single one of you. It was really funny at the beginning. You know, we were so excited to try to get to 100 people listening, (laughs) just 100 people. Thought, boy, if we ever reach 100 people, it will be amazing. And uh, now it's, you know, within the first few minutes that we launch each episode, it's several hundred people. And uh, of course, we now reach, our listens are in the tens of thousands, and it's just fantastic. And I'm so grateful to uh, each and every one of you. And I feel very humbled, and I appreciate it, and I look forward to the next 52 episodes interviewing fascinating people who happen to be Mormon. And that is what is happening this week in my Latter-day life. Thank you so much. Again, if you get a chance, check me out on High Five Live tonight at 6 p.m. And as I mentioned, we always appreciate a nice review or a quick message to let us know uh, what you think of the show or what even what we can do better. But thank you so much. And until next week, when we'll have another fantastic episode, please remember, as always, there really is a great big beautiful world out there. So go be in it. Just not of it. Thanks for listening. <laughs>